It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Today is a bonus episode, technically speaking. I didn't have to do an episode on Thanksgiving, but I did want to give you a new podcast to listen to every single day. So if you're listening to this podcast on Thanksgiving, avoiding your family, or maybe you're not meeting with your family this year due to the uh, pandemic, let me know on Twitter if you're listening to this actually on Thanksgiving at Rylan underscore style set R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone listening to the pod. I do want to tell you that our good friends over at Built Bar have a beautiful Thanksgiving Day sale happening right now. It begins on Thanksgiving Day at 5 p.m. They have brand new flavors, white chocolate cookies and cream, which sounds fantastic, white chocolate salted caramel, And you're going to have two free candy cane brownie bars with every item that you purchase. The offer is valid at BuiltBar.com. You get 25% off your order on Black Friday. Plus, do not forget to use promo code LOCKEDON for extra percent off. And so... Uh, that's going to be an amazing, amazing deal for you at BuiltBar.com. You're going to want to try them out. I've been telling you how great Built Bars are for the health conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. So go get them today. They are phenomenal. BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on. So I did want to start today's show out by talking about Alexei Pukovitsky. Alexei Pukovitsky. I think I've said that the best I've said it this entire time he's been in Oklahoma City just now. I think Alexei Pukovitsky is the best I can do for now before we start really getting acquainted with our new hopeful superstar. And if you didn't see on Tuesday, he was in Oklahoma City and he was standing in front of his locker and he's going to wear number 17 in Oklahoma City. He's the second player to ever wear 17 for the Thunder franchise. Of course, the first being Dennis Schroeder uh, the last couple of seasons. And This obviously confirms what I've told you for a long time. So again, if you've listened to Locked on Thunder, you understand uh, and you knew this information already, but he is going to come over to Oklahoma City and he is going to to be a part of this team. And I think that we should all agree also that he's going to play. And this is Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder, your teams every day. I'm Ryland Stiles, a credentialed media member uh, for the NBA and the Thunder at Ryland underscore Stiles on Twitter. And I've been telling you all along, this guy's going to play here. This guy's going to play this year. He's not a draft and stash guy. He's not staying overseas. And I think that him getting here and getting a locker is kind of confirming that for a lot of people. Uh, But I would also say to be prepared for him to play. Now, 
How much will he play? It's it's not clear right now. I'll be honest with you. I've heard a lot of different answers. Whenever I ask that question, I've heard a lot of different answers. You, you look at this from surface level and, and you go a little bit deeper than that. Here's a guy that the Thunder have targeted for over a year that they made a promise to in the draft and fulfilled that promise by moving up to draft them to ensure they can fulfill that promise. Puko himself is a very confident guy. The organization is very confident in him and his agent, who of course used to have ties to the Thunder, work with the Thunder. So all signs point to a confident guy that could be a superstar. He's going to play this year. This is not somebody who's only going to play in the G League and only going to play in practice. Now, for the first half of the season, maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. Because you look at him, and I see a very interesting case study. Because I would understand the argument some people would make saying that, you know, he's too small physically, you know, weight-wise, he's too small. Obviously, he's seven feet tall, but weight-wise, he's too small. His body's not there. I understand that. I understand saying he's young, don't rush it, things like that. But my first argument, as we talked about on Tuesday with Mavs dropped, is if if a bad season or two to start his career ruins him mentally and just derails his career, he was never going to be the superstar you thought he could be. That's number one. But number two, I would also say you don't have to make him a big man. You just don't. You don't have to make him a big man because the whole scouting report on Pukovicki is that this guy is seven feet tall, but he plays like a guard. He plays like a guard or a wing on the perimeter. Ball handling, passing, a little bit of shooting. And he can't finish at the rim, and he can't defend the rim. So if his assets and his skill set are on the perimeter and not down low, you can just make him a perimeter player. So I do think that Alexei Pukovicki will play this year, and, and I think that he'll play quite a bit more still than most are expecting him to play. Uh, I would also say that I think that Tail Maldon will come over and play really well, but it'll be interesting to see how the Thunder can get to this point and get the roster spots needed uh, to have both those guys on the roster. Obviously, uh, we got the the picture of, of Pukovicki's locker and his number, and he's going to play. He's going to be in Oklahoma City. Uh, we're still waiting on confirmation that Teo Maldon will be here, but I would project that he will uh, due to the fact that he told us in the media during his pre-draft uh, interviews both times that he's coming over. So we will see how the Thunder evaluate all of that. Another interesting thing that happened this week was that the Gallinari sign-in trade went through. Like I told you, I told you earlier in the offseason on Monday, uh, you know, earlier this week, to not give up hope on the sign-in trade. And then the sign-in trade did happen because the the Hawks spent a lot of money. The Hawks did the Thunder a bit of a favor, giving them another trade exception, getting a huge one, the biggest in the league history for Adams. They get another one for Gallinari. And then, on top of all that, the Thunder signed Frank Jackson, a guard that played for the Pelicans last year. I can't talk much about Frank Jackson because of the fact that we don't know his contract. If this is an Exhibition 10 contract for a training camp invite, then there's nothing to talk about here. But if he got guaranteed money, which, given the fact that Woj was the first and only one to report this, then... It becomes way more interesting about the roster crunch because that's another name you have to add to the pile uh, of guys that still need to be waived or moved or traded or cut, whatever the case may be, to get you down to 17 players if you include the two ways, which will be Moses Brown and Josh Hall. So I want to move into now, though, 
the Celtics and Hornets discussing a signing trade with Gordon Hayward um, and wanting a third team to get involved to take on Nick Batum. That way that the Hornets don't have to wave and stretch Nick Batum. Wave and stretch would be that they, of course, wave him from the team, but then allocate that money out further than just this one season, not paying him all up front. The Thunder did that with Kyle Singler. They did that with Patrick Patterson. Uh, So this has been something around the NBA that happens a lot. Obviously, you would prefer to get an expiring contract off the book this second so the Thunder can absorb Batoon's contract into that trade trade exception and then get a first-round pick in the process or maybe even two first-round picks in the process. So that's something to monitor as we move forward here uh, on Thanksgiving. Again, happy Thanksgiving to everyone listening to this podcast. If you're listening right now on Thanksgiving, let me know. And today, we have an amazing game between Kansas and Gonzaga taking place at 1230 this afternoon. So if you're listening to this before then, be sure to check out Gonzaga. They have a a great team, but also a player that you should watch out for in the 2021 NBA draft class in Jalen Suggs because he's going to be up there and he's going to be drafted top five. And for the Thunder, yes, they're gunning for that number one overall pick, but we all know the lottery might not bounce their way. So they're still going to be looking at other options other than Cade Cunningham, who got his season started on Wednesday. Also want to tell you that the Thunder made a coaching staff hire. They hired Mike Miller. No, not the sharpshooter that worked out with Darius Baisley, and this season worked out with R.J. Hampton, not that Mike Miller. The Mike Miller who was on the New York staff, uh, was on the New York staff before now, and also has won G League Coach of the Year. So yet another amazing player developmental hire. So so that is just simply awesome. And on a coaching staff that was already considered one of the best in the league in terms of developing players, they just got even better. It's an embarrassment of riches on this coaching staff. This is a great hire. We'll see how it translates to development and then also from that development translates into winning. So there's a lot to like about that hire. And I would imagine that Mark Daydnot's staff will be a lot like last year with the addition of Mike Miller and the loss of Mo Cheeks to Chicago with Billy Donovan over there with the Bulls. Coming up, I want to dive into the winners and losers of this offseason and much more. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This is the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. As you can tell, on Thursday, this is Thanksgiving, so it's a holiday episode. We're just kind of catching up and doing some housekeeping because a lot of the episodes I've recorded previous to this or after this, uh, this week for the for Thanksgiving week, have been pre-recorded. This is as up-to-date as we can get on Thanksgiving. So coming up on Friday, you're going to hear a voicemail episode, which includes some fantastic questions like, can Shea be a 25-point-per-game score? Who is more important to the franchise, Lou Dort or Darius Baisley? Can Al Horford be the next Chris Paul? And so much more. 
But taking a quick hiatus from basketball talk in this segment, I want to talk about Thanksgiving as a whole. Now, a lot of you uh, may not be conjugating with your families, may not be having the typical Thanksgiving that you normally would. Some of you still might be. Let me know on Twitter what you're doing for Thanksgiving at Ryland underscore Styles. But I want to talk about the best plate of food you can have on Thanksgiving. To me, there's a lot of answers here that are a must. You have to have green bean casserole. You have to have a dinner roll. You have to have pecan pie. You have to have ham. Turkey, staple, but I would I would say it's optional. You have to have mashed potatoes and gravy. You have to have corn. And then we get into the power rankings of all of that. What are the top six Thanksgiving meals. Normally, you go top five. I'm going to go top six. Number one, green bean casserole is one with a bullet. It's the best food you can have on Thanksgiving. Number two, the ham. I've never had a terrible ham. I've I've just never had a terrible ham. So it's consistent. It's reliable. You like it. It's great. Number three, pecan pie. Number four, got to go with mashed potatoes and gravy. Number five, here's where it gets tricky. Here's where it gets interesting. But you got to go dinner roll here. Again, I, I think that everyone in the world likes bread. So to have a dinner roll is to have goodness. So at five, we have dinner roll. And six, the last spot, really you have to go pumpkin pie here. It's a, it's it's tradition. It's, it's just the ambiance of Thanksgiving. It is the tradition, the pageantry. Okay, and now back to basketball because I'm obviously not very good at the culinary uh, conversation. So going to basketball now, I want to start winners and losers off of free agency with the Thunder. I think that the Thunder have won the offseason for them. I think that the Thunder have had an amazing offseason. They, they were a huge winner of the offseason because everyone knew that they had to trade Chris Paul. Everyone knew that they had to trade Gallinari. Uh, you know, you know, let Gallinari walk and obviously got to send a trade out of it. Everyone knew that it was time to rebuild. And so whenever you got out Horford and you had Steven Adams, they everyone knew that Steven Adams or Al Horford was available and they were still able to get immense value from Steven Adams. And when the dust settles, when everything clears out, here's a Thunder team that is good enough to not get blown out every night, that is good enough to be interesting, that is good enough to be relevant, that is good enough to be enjoyable to watch night in and night out, but not good enough to win. Still bad enough to get Cade Cunningham. And that, to me, is the perfect offseason for a team that needs to tank, for a team that needs to get that top pick, for a team that needs to to draft their next generational talent alongside Shea. That was the perfect formula to pull all this off by Sam Presti. The Thunder are tanking, but they're not trusting the process. This will not be what Philadelphia was. This is shifting the odds. This is shifting the odds in in their favor. The odds at every turn in a small market are stacked against you. At every turn, the odds to win a championship are stacked against Oklahoma City. But you can shift the odds by getting 18 future first-round picks from now until 2027. You can shift the odds by going full bore on tanking and getting a 14% chance at the first overall pick rather than barely missing out on the postseason and getting a 0.5% chance at the number one overall pick. 
you can shift the odds in a lot of ways. You have to do something of the extreme in Oklahoma City to win a championship. Somehow even more extreme than drafting three straight MVPs. Even that does not guarantee a place like Oklahoma City a championship. So to to begin the process to lay the foundation and to start your tank but not from ground zero is a huge win. You still have Shea. You still have whatever Dort becomes, whatever whatever Baisley becomes, and you still have whatever Alexei Pukovicki becomes, who everyone thinks can be a superstar. So what if you just drafted a superstar in this class that didn't really matter to you, much less getting the first overall pick and drafting Kate Cunningham next season? There's so many reasons to be positive and optimistic about this team right now, even while the record for a year or two will not reflect it. That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So you should feel confident in the fact that this rebuild will take a year or two, but you will not be the Kings. You will not be the Hornets. You will not be a team like the Magic. In a year or two, you will turn the corner. You will be that fun, up-and-coming team you once were. And then, you'll be a title contender. And this is the only path to that. You do not draft three straight MVPs without luck and going 31-51, 20-62, and 23-59. You do not draft three straight MVPs without going 31-51, 20-62, and 23-59. You just can't do it. Obviously, some luck is involved there, but that starts shifting the odds in your favor, getting those high picks. Identifying talent. Having an ownership group that will let you shift the odds, that will let you mature this group together, that will have faith in their basketball minds and will not try to meddle and take over. What Sam Presti has done and what Clay Bennett has done has been phenomenal since the two got together. At every turn, the organization has done the right thing. They've tried to do the right thing. They have not shown you any reason to believe that this tank will go on for 20 years or this tank will go on forever or that they won't be better on the other side. So until they show you that you can't, you have to trust them. You cannot preemptively think the sky is falling. You cannot be chicken little. Everything is going according to plan. And even, and even better than according to plan because of what's happening with Houston, because of what could be happening with L.A. Everything has turned up thunder in the last year, and it continues to go that way. This was a phenomenal offseason. I also like the offseason from Dallas. Dallas gets better, improves their team, improves their weakest point, which was their defense, all while they still remain flexible for next offseason. They still remain in play for a big fish next offseason, whether that is Giannis or that is Kawhi or that is whoever is out there next offseason. They are still in the running for that. They're still in the mix for that. It's a great thing for them. Another winner I had of the draft was Detroit. I loved what Detroit did in the draft, but then they ruined it with their free agency. Troy Reaver had a really good draft, but a terrible couple hours in free agency. It was just awful. 
I don't like the Plumlee signing. I don't like the log jam they've created for themselves at the center and power forward positions. I don't like anything that they did down low. I don't like anything that they did with their team construction after draft night. Another loser I have is the Kings because to me, I understand that you have the contracts of Barnes, you have the contracts of Heald, but to me, you have to match Bogdanovich's contract. And that really helped Oklahoma City because if they match that contract, then Atlanta really has no reason to do a sign and trade with Gallinari to Oklahoma City other than just simply doing Sam Presti a huge favor. But to me, that was a idiotic decision by the Kings. You have to be okay being uncomfortable like the Rockets are. You cannot let a asset walk for nothing. The Rockets are perfectly fine being uncomfortable with, with Russell Westbrook and James Harden right now. They're adding Christian Wood. They're at, they're taking a flyer on the Marcus Cousins. Uh, they're kind of reversing course on this whole small ball thing and just going with big men. Uh, they're they're okay being uncomfortable right now because they're going to wait out their best offer for James Harden. They're going to wait out their best offer for Russell Westbrook. For the Kings to not take back Bogdanovich was really stupid to me to just let an asset like him walk for nothing. Figure it out and trade him in a year. That's what I would have done. Coming up, we'll continue talking about winners and losers from free agency. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And we're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to continue talking about winners and losers from free agency. But after the show is over, go listen to Locked On NBA, another daily podcast about the entire NBA. This is the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So you should be subscribed to it wherever it is you get your podcast from. I'm still doing an episode on Thanksgiving, but as you can tell, this is just kind of a hodgepodge of news and notes, a smorgasbord, if you will, much like your plate will look tonight on Thanksgiving night. You can go listen this week. We've had a, a great week of Locked on Thunder, so go catch up on what you might have missed. But we've had another break, record-breaking week on Locked on Thunder, and I cannot thank all of you enough for listening to this podcast and, and sharing it and just simply listening every single day. Because there, there have been some amazing hosts of this show. Fred Katz of The Athletic, uh, Brady Trantham of the franchise. There's been some great hosts of this show. And to continue to see it grow while I'm hosting it has been incredible. And it's been a, a dream come true as somebody who started the Thunder podcast that got 25 lessons uh, in high school. And now all of a sudden, uh, you know, there's thousands and thousands of people listening every single day to what I'm saying about the Thunder. 
that that's that's insane to me. So I just want to thank you all in the spirit of Thanksgiving while we're giving thanks. Uh, but this week, we've had a phenomenal week. I talked on Wednesday about why tanking was the smart and only option for Oklahoma City. Really in-depth, really answering all the questions I've seen, like, is Shea going to leave now? Is the team going to relocate now? Putting all that to rest and kind of having you in one big podcast where you can go and listen to and find out all the information you need about the tank. I've also talked to a draft expert, Richard Stamen at Mavs Draft on Twitter. You've probably seen his work all over Twitter if you're on Twitter. Uh, talking all about the 2021 NBA draft class and Kate Cunningham, and also talking about Pugovicki and talking about Teo Maldon. And then I also talked about the Stephen Adams trade and projected. My first projections for the Thunder roster, who's going to be on the team whenever the dust is settled, and talked about the Gallinari to the Hawks signing and why the trade sign and trade situation was not over just quite yet. So now let's continue with the winners and losers. We've gotten two winners, two losers. Let's do one more for each, and then we'll get out of here on Thanksgiving. So the huge winner has to be the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers get Dennis Schroeder. They get Montrez Harold, and they could have stopped there and probably still found themselves in the winner's category, but they didn't stop there. They continued, and they add Wesley Matthews on a very, very, very team-friendly deal. I mean, th this is incredible value for Wesley Matthews. Oh, and by the way, they added Mark Gasol. This is like the best offseason of all time in a year in which I didn't see much of a way that the, the Lakers could improve. I thought they were just going to run it back and be the, the same good team they were last year, bringing back KCP, et cetera, like that, which they did bring back KCP. But, I mean, this has been a phenomenal offseason for the Lakers. I mean, they, they have to be the huge winners from this offseason. I, I would have to say that an, a loser, sadly, is the Bucks. Now, this has an asterisk by it because – if Giannis signs this offseason, they're clear. They're clearly huge winners if, if he if he signs his extension this offseason. But having the Bogdanovich trade fall through for whatever the reason may be, whether that is the the horrendous act by the NBA to launch an investigation into a small market tampering despite allowing big markets to tamper nonstop like Golden State tampering with Oklahoma City, like LeBron tampering with Anthony Davis in New Orleans, like Every other countless example you have, Kevin Durant tampering with James Harden right now. There's just so many, so many explanations and so many examples of tampering that to crack down on the Bucks, although albeit they were very um, outwardly tampering with uh, allowing a sign and trade news to leak out while still being pre-draft and, and we haven't even gotten to free agency yet. I get it. It was really bad. They shouldn't have done it. But it also shouldn't have cost them the ability to to improve their team in that way, and, and try to and try to improve around Giannis and try to make his life easier in Milwaukee and make him want to resign. So again, that's why I put this in the loser category. And I think that they really lost out due to the NBA's investigation, which I don't think should have taken place. But nonetheless, they still lost out unless Giannis signs his his extension prior to the season starting. I believe his deadline is like the 21st, or like midnight or something like that, or 11:59 or on the 21st. So we'll see uh, pretty quickly if Giannis plans to stay around in New Orleans. So coming up next week on Locked On Thunder, 
We're going to have another jam-packed week. We're going to talk about top storylines around the Thunder, why you should stay invested in this team, what are the reasons to watch. We're going to talk about how the Thunder stack up rotationally, starting lineups-wise, coaching-wise with teams around the NBA. We're going to do over-unders. We're going to do so much next week. You're going to want to subscribe to Locked on Thunder, wherever it is you get your podcast from. And also on Friday, do not forget, we still have another episode this week. On Friday, we have our voicemail episode where we take your questions. We also hear from draft expert Chad Ford, who used to work for ESPN, on Alexei Pukovicki, and so much more on Friday. So a ton of content continuing to come out even throughout the holiday. So remember to be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.